1: AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. Game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Let me hear you. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new day, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Basset is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866 987 2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers Baseball. All right. Dodger Nation! You, you, you. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito,
0: Seasoning partner of the Dodgers.
1: By Navian Tankless Water Heaters.
0: For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com.
1: And by Chevrolet. By
2: new roads.
1: And now your host for Dodger Talk.
2: David Vesse. There is no Dodger game tonight, but we have off-night Dodger Talk for you on the eve of the first matchup between the Dodgers and... And Giants tomorrow night at Dodger Stadium. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vasse with you until 8 o'clock tonight, right here on AM 570 LA Sports. We're going to be with you until 8, and we are going to take phone calls at 866 987 2570. Always a pleasure to follow the great Petros and Money. I don't know how I can match the 90 show of record, and of course, the unique distinction of being the only sports talk show that welcomes in Gabe Kapler as much as they do and takes selfies with him, show their triceps off, because he is such a genuine guy. Those guys love to just pump up a fantastic, genuine, uh, hardworking manager like Gabe Kapler. So just great to follow those guys, and it's going to be great to see them at Dodger Stadium in the suite tomorrow. I'm not sure if they even know the way to the suite. Uh, It feels like they're just always left out on the concourses. So maybe if you're at Dodger Stadium and you see Petros and Money out there, you can direct them to the direction of the suite level. So great to see them out there. And congratulations to all the winners that won tickets. And, hey, you know, I'm sure they gave away a pair to their favorite caller, isabel in buena park so izzy if you want to call in and let us know whether or not petros and money gifted you a pair of tickets to the suite since uh, you're such a big part of their show please let us know at 866-987-2570 and speaking of petros and money before we get into the dodgers i great not sports report right there or a live and dead guy excuse me you know as they say i guess play-by-play guys i'm not a play-by-play guy but you always hear about uh number one rule laying out i wish matt would have followed that when he was giving us his uh live guy birthday of the day i think we all wanted to hear urgent by foreigner a lot more than you know the details of his life i, I think that was more important to lay out but anyway you know, that that was making me wonder whether or not I should play, do the Chris Russo and play Charlie Steiner's call of Clayton Kershaw's record-breaking strikeout or Joe Davis's call and then just have you decide which one was better, but... Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'll leave that to Mad Dog. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers Giants tomorrow night at Dodgers Stadium. It will be Julio Urias against Carlos Rodon. First pitch at 710. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck at 6 o'clock. I'm sure Tim Cates won't be too far behind Petros and Money, so I'm sure the Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck show will be originating from uh, Dodger Stadium tomorrow night probably the am 570 la sports suite so it'll be great to see the whole crew ronnie are you uh making your way out to dodger stadium once their show's over are you going to be out there tomorrow night did you get an invite to the exclusive suite party uh no dave i
3: did not Mm. Um, i'm actually uh going to be working yeah
2: wow interesting Mm. so you'll be but your shift is over at seven o'clock right yeah So they very well could have invited you to the suite, but no invite? Mm,
3: You know, Dave, that's quite all right. I've got other things to do anyway. I'd rather Mm. watch the game at home.
2: Mm, I'm sorry, Ronnie. I know that stings. I I guess your area code has to be uh, south of Burbank. I I think it, it cuts off around Santa Monica. You have to be south of that area code to get into the suite, right? Dave, all
3: is well. I went to the game yesterday and enjoyed a great Dodger victory.
2: Nice. Did you have the new Dodger dog by Papa Cantella? I did. I had two Dodger dogs, and they were very Ooh. good. All right, Ronnie. Yeah, well,
3: enjoyed the game as well.
2: If you ever want to get into Dodger Stadium again, you could be my guest, Ronnie.
3: Well, I'm going. Uh, was it? I'm going to the Phillies game on Saturday. What is it? The All right. The we
2: Saturday? don't need your whole schedule. We don't need the whole schedule. What you asked? <laughs> did you? Not really. I just said you could be my guest anytime you want to come to Dodger Stadium. I'll sneak you in. Well, gee, thanks, Dave. I really appreciate that. You're a very
3: kind-hearted, warm person.
2: Oh, thank you, Ronnie. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure you and everybody else is very excited about the Giants and Dodgers two-game series.
3: Absolutely. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. First meeting of the year. First meeting of the year for the Dodgers and Giants, although Jock Peterson will not No participating too bad.
2: I'm glad I could let Petros and money know that Uh, they were trying to hype up something. That's not going to take place. Jocktober will not be playing in these two games against the Dodgers. He's got a bad groin and has been out for over a week. And he was one of the hottest hitters not only in the National League, but in Major League Baseball. So that's a good thing for the Dodgers. And uh, I'm not sure if he's platooning or not with San Francisco, but nonetheless, the Dodgers are going to have their hands full with Carlos Rodon, who was signed by Farhan Zaidi after the lockout. And a lot of teams were a little apprehensive because uh, of the fact that he does have a very long injury history and was able to stay healthy last year in the final year of his contract. So, so far, so good for the Giants. And look, I know a lot of people love the NFL and they get caught up in weekly games and statistics, but baseball is not a weekly sport. It's a daily sport. So, if the Dodgers split these two games against the Giants, it's not the end of the world. They'll have 17 more games against each other, but... The Dodgers have won eight of their first 10 home games at Dodgers Stadium. We know how good the Dodgers have been and how much pride they take into winning home games, so uh, this may be a statement series, I guess, if you want to call it that, because Both teams feel like they were the better team last year. The Giants won the division with 107 wins. The Dodgers had the last laugh in the NLDS, winning up there in San Francisco in Game 5. And remember, the Dodgers neutralized the Giants' platoon that they relied upon all year long and had an opener, and then brought in Julio Urias, So Julio will finally start again against the Giants. I don't believe the Dodgers are going with an opener tomorrow night at Dodger Stadium, but they are playing some tricks on Wednesday night. It looks like the Dodgers will not be starting Tony Gonsolin. It looks like they are going to go with a bullpen game, and who knows? Maybe Tony Gonsolin is that guy that comes in the middle of, uh, of the game. So we'll see how it goes. Petros is uh, texting me, how is Dodger talk? It's phenomenal, Petros. Thank you for... Listening and being so concerned. Um, yeah, so that's the way the Dodgers and Giants series is matching up right now. Uh, the good news for the Dodgers is Mookie Betts is starting to look more like Mookie Betts. He leads all of Major League Baseball with the most runs scored. And he is the leadoff hitter. 21 runs scored. So it is it is a good sign for the Dodgers. A leadoff home run by Mookie on Saturday night. And last yesterday scored two runs. For the Dodgers as they took two out of three from the Tigers also a significant thing for the Dodgers as far as their bullpen goes is Tommy Kainley making his first major league appearance in almost two years and Tommy Canely had uh, Tommy John surgery when he was pitching for the Yankees in August of 2020 the Dodgers signed him in the offseason of 20 for this year. They knew there was going to be, you know, the normal recovery period of time from Tommy John's surgery, so they were looking two years ahead when they signed him, and there he was on the mound at Dodger Stadium yesterday, striking out two Tigers and also getting a lazy fly ball. So Canley is a big part of this Dodger bullpen, especially with the injury to Blake Trinan and we had a chance to talk to Tommy yesterday and he explained the entire process of the biggest challenge of coming back from Tommy John.
4: Uh, really just not being able to be around the team and stuff. I mean you're away in Arizona and just grinding away. It was like three of us there the mainstays the whole time so that's hard. It's when you're away from the guys and you kind of miss out so and then obviously the just the hard part of it's almost like the same thing every day for a pretty long extended time. So you got to get through that and just basically stay ment- like mentally tough through the, the entire process. And it just, uh, we're here. <laughs> I'm excited to be here.
3: Have you ever been
2: Tommy Canely, a great guy, and uh, obviously now a big part of the Dodger bullpen with Blake Trinan going down with some sort of right shoulder injury. The Dodgers have not made public what exactly the diagnosis is or the timetable for Trinan's return. He hasn't picked up a baseball, neither has Andrew Heaney. So that's where things stand with the Dodgers later in the show. We'll get into that very special Saturday night at Dodger Stadium, and also we can get into the Kershaw, versus Kofax debate, but before we get into all that, Dodgers-Giants, your thoughts on this two-game series at Dodger Stadium between San Francisco and the Dodgers? I got to be honest with you, the Giants are a very unlikable team. Uh, starting with their manager. Uh, Gabe Kapler is a very unlikable manager. He got ran out of Philadelphia. The only person that would have hired him was Farhan Zaidi, and they were very fortunate that Bruce Bochi retired because that opened up a seat for Gabe Kapler. And uh, look, I, I've met Gabe. I like him, but uh, as his public persona as the manager of the San Francisco Giants, he's a very unlikable figure, and that's why he gets a lot of criticism. I mean, it looks like I've seen photos of his beard. Uh, It seems like he colors his beard extensively. I I don't want to get personal, but uh, he has become more unlikable this year. Let's just stick to baseball, David. Uh, He has become more unlikable this year because the Giants, in numerous games this year where they're blowing out the opposition have all of a sudden continued to steal bases have continued to lay down bunts and now his team is repeating his vernacular that the teams need to take away those things even in blowout games uh, that is going to get giants players hurt trust me and i like that Davey martinez of the nationals had a lot more class than Gabe Kapler over the weekend because the Washington Nationals just pummeled the Giants in two of the three games that they faced them. They beat the Giants 14-4 in the first game, and then yesterday the Nationals beat the Giants 11-5 to and did not do any of the antics uh, that the Giants have done when they have had a similar score in their favor. So uh, if Gabe Kapler continues to play these games and his players are on board with it, somebody's going to get hurt. They're gonna run into a team that's not going to accept it, and one of their players are likely to get intentionally hit by a pitch. Uh, You know, I just see that coming. In this day and age of political correctness, I know there's not too many teams that would do that, but eventually, if they continue this way, It will. So uh, the Giants are a very unlikable team. And with the Dodgers and Giants rivalry, the history of all that, certainly it's going to be emotional in the stands at Dodger Stadium the next two nights. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. When we continue your phone calls, and we'll get into the Kershaw versus Kofax debate that bill plaschke started and also there was a 10-year anniversary for the dodgers yesterday we'll fill you in on that as dodger talk on an off night continues on am 570 la sports
3: this is the story of the Wad. as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently
1: on your home of the world champion Dodgers. Follow us on Instagram at AM570LA Sports for more Dodger content. The home of the Dodgers. AM570 LA Sports.
2: It's an off night for the Dodgers, but we have Dodger Talk for you tonight on the eve of the Dodgers and Giants hooking up for the first time this season. Two-game series at Dodger Stadium to close out this very short five-game homestand for the Dodgers. They took two out of three from the Tigers over the weekend. Clayton Kershaw broke Don Sutton's all-time strikeout record in Dodger franchise history on Saturday night. Now they've got the San Francisco Giants who are not really playing that well. They lost two out of three to the Nationals and got beat pretty badly. They got outscored in the two losses in D.C., Uh, By only scoring nine runs themselves, while the Nationals scored 25. So they got outscored 25-9. to Uh, Reports out of uh, San Francisco are that Lamont Wade Jr. is here in Los Angeles. So late night Lamont will be back for the Giants and available for... Mr. Genuine, Gabe Kapler, and the Petros and Money Shows guy this weekend. And speaking of the weekend, next weekend the Dodgers will be in Chicago at Wrigley Field and Sunday Night Baseball, Dodgers-Cubs, and in case you don't know, ESPN's come up with a great thing where each week a player is mic'd up and then that player nominates a player that is going to be playing on Sunday Night Baseball the following week. And Francisco Lindor of the Mets nominated Justin Turner to be mic'd up during Sunday Night Baseball at Wrigley Field. So that should be fun. Justin is not shy of the microphone, so something to look forward to as well. Let's go on to the phones, 866-987. Seven two five seventy. we got to start off with isabel formerly of buena park now in anaheim isabel did you get sweet tickets tomorrow night to the petros and money show
0: no oh, i didn't but it's okay because you know i can't drive so
2: well tim kate's gonna pick you up
0: yeah right yeah Tim has got too much to do as it is already i don't want to bother him he Oh. Is- I said, anyway, my group home will not let me out after eight. Day. Anyway, if I go to a Dodge game, that to be a day game.
2: I understand. So, you know, I mean, if they would have invited Ronnie, you could have been Ronnie's plus one. He would have picked you up. Yeah, and Ronnie
0: is too busy as it is, too. I wouldn't want to bother him. By the way, Saturday is my birthday,
2: too. Oh, happy birthday, Isabel. Birthday. I got to send you a bobblehead. <laughs> What? I'll send you a bobblehead for your birthday.
0: Oh, okay. That sounds like... well. This is. I'm hoping the Dodgers can win on Saturday. But that's beside the point. I don't want to even. Talk. I wanted. I wanted to talk about Saturday. I you know. Yeah, they lost Saturday. It was kind of crummy, but it was great to see Clayton. Clayton's you know, break the record, Don Sutton, at home. And mm-hmm. I did record it I did record it on my phone so I pretend I was there so so I have it on my phone but um yeah I videotaped it and yeah, you know, I the Dodgers are playing pretty good, yeah, the offense is driving me crazy, David. I don't get the offense. And then and then losing two L C Arizona, don't even get me started on that. You can't. Money <laughs> can tell you how mad I was last Wednesday. I was not happy whatsoever. But, but anyway, it's The one, two, I'll see. Did it last week the Giants. because I hate the Giants as much as I hate right.
2: the Yankees. So anyway. I, I know. But, how do you feel but, about Gabe Kapler being a, a friend of the Petros and Money Show, Isabel? That must upset you.
0: Yeah, I had that, but whatever. Uh, that's their problem. I really doesn't a dizzy, dead dead problem i All don't right. even I agree
2: it. i agree hey isabel hey, hold me on me. hold on isabel and ronnie will get your address and i want to send you a birthday gift so happy birthday this coming saturday to a loyal dodger fan and loyal listener to am 570 isabel in anaheim let's go out to long beach rich rick i'm sorry you're on dodger talk what's up rick
0: yeah hello dave thanks for taking my call
1: um First of all, Sandy Koufax was so good in the World Series. You know, I remember the 1963 series. He pitched on two days rest and complete games. I mean, it was a, pitchers were different back then. And, and don't I mean, don't you feel like we you know, can you know, agree to dis- don't you,
2: Rick? Don't you feel like we can all just agree that Sandy Koufax and Clayton Kershaw are the two best pitchers in Dodger history? Sandy obviously is a hall of famer. One of the greatest pitchers of all time. Clayton. I believe you could say that about him as far as, uh, of his generation and the game is so different. So, and and their careers have taken different arcs. So it's hard to compare. It's not like Kershaw was a shooting star like Sandy, who unfortunately had to retire prematurely because of elbow issues.
1: I remember that. That was, that was devastating. Yeah. Um, the Dodgers got to have a history of good pitchers, man. Don Drysdale, and and that leads me into my second question. Uh, um, well, what's with the baseball? And now, you know, they say know. it's a dead ball. How does the ball vary from year to year? You know, exactly.
2: Like, this is the only sport that you hear exactly. about the ball being tampered with or the composition being different uh, year to right. year, month to month. Uh, When the NBA changed their basketball about 10, 15, maybe even 20 years ago, the players let David Stern know it wasn't a good basketball and he changed it immediately and got the basketballs out of the sporting goods stores as well. Uh, Rob Manfred is going to be at Dodger Stadium tomorrow for an All-Star Game press conference. I plan on asking him about the complaints from players about the baseball right because yes. it's a big, it's a big deal, especially with gambling now very much in the fold with uh, these major <laughs> leagues. Yeah, r- yeah, good point. Yeah, it's a, it's a very tricky situation, and they better get it buttoned up quickly. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Tom on the 405. You're on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Tom? Good. How are you, Dave? I'm doing great. Happy to talk to you.
1: All right. Hey, I had a question for All you, right. and you probably answered this a million times, but I'll ask it again anyway. Do I was it. at the game when the, when the Dodgers played the, uh, the Braves, and um, – What's that guy's name? That really good pitcher was on the mound. It was their first one. Jansen? No, no. Well, he, I think he <laughs> closed it, but close. But, but, uh, Max Freed? Yeah, know, that was, Max Freed? Yeah, Freed. Freed, yeah. yeah. And I, well, I was sitting there. I had great seats. It was so awesome. But um, But the game was disappointing in that the Dodgers were just kind of lambs for the slaughter, right? He just... He was kind of gaming them, you know what I mean. He would delay up there, and then he'd stand up and throw him ninety-seven, and they were like baffled. And I just, I didn't know why they didn't like try to throw him off his game, bunt, right? Do a well, little to him. You number know what I
2: mean? one, Stuff like that. Number one, that guy that you're talking about, Max Freed, is one of the best pitchers in baseball, and you know the Dodgers. We're running into a buzzsaw that night because he was so good that night. And I had a Dodger player text me that night after the game and told me the reason why he was so good that night was because he threw more changeups, uh, because his curveball and slider weren't as good. And so he was able to adapt in the middle of the game and throw another pitch that was on point. It may be his third best pitch. So he was just. Everything was working for him that night, and he's really good, and you have to tip your cap to pitchers that good some nights. Right. No, I I hear you, but but can't you later on, like in the 6th or 7th, like lay a bunt down? Try to do something. I mean, how many guys uh, – hey, Tom, I'm with you. When it's Cody Bellinger and you're in a slump, uh, there's no reason not to lay down a bunt. I'm with you. Thanks for the phone call. 866-987-2570. And at that point in time, Cody was in a little bit of a slump right there. And again, Cody went into another slump after such a great couple of weeks. He was 0 for his last 20 before yesterday's RBI double that scored Chris Taylor from first base. So, you know, I know I was uh, you know, tongue in cheek asking for apologies regarding Cody Bellinger, but He's proving to be unreliable, and I'm not sure what's going on with him because it seemed to be working for him, and then all of a sudden he started to tinker with his swing again. Is he afraid of success? Uh, Too much success? I I just don't know. But I think where he's hitting in the Dodger lineup is where he's going to be hitting in the Dodger lineup, and who the Dodgers need to start performing the way that they did the last couple of years are Justin Turner and Max Muncie. Uh, Justin obviously is another year older 37 years old Muncie is dealing still with that left elbow injury so both of those guys are dealing with tangible issues um let's see what they can do in the month of May and uh Justin last year came out of spring training and was swinging the bat really well this year not as much as he was a year ago but he's too good of a hitter and we'll see where Dave Roberts uh puts him in the lineup as things move forward 866-987-2570 let's go out to anthony in upland you're on dodger talk with david vasay hi anthony
3: hey dave uh thanks take taking my call um first off, i just want to say San Francisco sucks and a yeah. second of all uh let's let's just uh play fantasy sports you know fantasy world uh let's say if all the stars lined up and you could have one of the infield quarters, who would you rather have? Would you have Nolan Arenado or Freddie
2: Freeman? Nolan Arenado or guy. Freddie
3: Freeman? Yeah, in a perfect world, I know everything. It's just, well, it's just fantasy. I'm just asking for, your opinion. For the
2: Dodgers, Thanks, Anthony. Dave. Okay. Uh, well, for the Dodgers, Anthony, I would say Freddie Freeman at this point because they are short on left-handed bats that are swinging really well and are having impacts on on the season on games uh Corey Seager is gone Max Muncy is still trying to work through the left elbow issue and is getting more frustrated uh Gavin Lux is a OPS hitter of 650 through the first 162 games of his career so the Dodgers have plenty of really good right-handed hitters but are a little bit short on left-handed hitters at this point in time so Without a doubt, it's Freddie Freeman with the way things have shook out the last couple of years. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. When we come back, we'll get more into the Kershaw versus Koufax debate that Bill Plaschke started. And also, we'll get back to Saturday night, a very special night at Dodger Stadium when Clayton Kershaw, one of the all-time greats, broke a Hall of Famer's record. And we'll hear from Clayton. We'll hear from the home plate umpire, Bill Miller. And we'll hear from his catcher, Austin Barnes, that night. And we'll still let you know about a very special anniversary that uh, happened yesterday. More Dodger talk coming up until 8 o'clock right here on AM570 LA Sports.
1: Don't miss a moment of world champion Dodger Talk. Your chance to talk about the world champs is here. 866-987-2570. Hear past episodes of Dodger Talk on the iHeartRadio app.
2: Congratulations to all the listeners who won the sweet hookup to hang in the AM570 LA Sports suite. Tomorrow night, as the Dodgers take on the Giants at 7:10, Rodon versus Urias, Petros, and Money will be there live at Dodger Stadium starting at 3 o'clock. Brought to you by Chevrolet: Find New Roads. This is Dodger Talk. David Vasse with you until the top of the hour. Um, We are getting into all things Kershaw, all things Dodgers Giants, and yesterday was a big anniversary for the Dodger organization, as it was 10 years ago yesterday that the Guggenheim Baseball Group, led by Mark Walter, Todd Bowley, and Magic Johnson, actually turned this franchise around and certainly have delivered a lot of success, I would say, The last 10 years has been unprecedented sustained success in Dodger history, certainly since they moved to Los Angeles. Uh, When they got here, they were good. They won the World Series in their second year. They got to the World Series and won it in 63 and 65, lost in 66. But then there was a big drought from 66 all the way to 1981 when they won the World Series for the first time since '65. They had gone to the World Series in '74, '77, and '78, but did not win it. As you know, lost to the Yankees back-to-back years, lost to the Oakland A's in 74-5 games. And then uh, in 88, they came back and, and had maybe the most magical season of any baseball team in the history of the game. I know all the East Coast people want to make you believe that the 69 Mets were the most special team of underdogs. I would argue that the Los Angeles Dodgers of 1988 were that team, but either way, they have theirs on their coast and we have ours on the West Coast, the 88 Dodgers. So. Uh, congratulations uh, to the Guggenheim baseball group it was great to see Mark Walter and Todd Bowley out at Dodger Stadium over the weekend uh, and they certainly have delivered on their promises to bringing winning back to the Dodgers and they certainly have done that 866-987-2570 you know Saturday night was such a great night at Dodger Stadium speaking of You know, all the great moments over the last 60 years. Uh, Dodger Stadium has seen a lot of great moments, championships, record-breaking moments, but I'm not sure we saw a night like Saturday night in quite a long time uh, when Clayton Kershaw broke Don Sutton's franchise strikeout record at home and had 52,000-plus on their feet whenever he got to two strikes in the third inning and then in the fourth inning when he did get the record-setting strikeout and he was even surprised how much fans cared about the record.
4: I didn't really, I didn't expect it. You know, I think, um, I understand that the Dodgers are a historical franchise and they've been around a long time, so the guys that are on that list that I was fortunate enough to pass, it's a big deal, but. I didn't know that fans would know or honestly care that much. So it was, uh, it was, it was special for me. It really was. It was cool to see. Um, like I said, I tried to kind of brush it off and keep going, but they wouldn't let me. So that, it, it definitely meant a lot, for sure. It meant a lot.
2: There's only two other Kershaw starts at Dodger Stadium that I remember that came close to the fans being able to shower him with the celebration that they gave him on Saturday night. The previous one before last night was when he threw his no-hitter, his one-and-only career no-hitter. That was at the end of the game. It was an incredible game. It should have been a perfect game, but uh, thanks to Hanley Ramirez's poor throw to Adrian Gonzalez, it was just a no-hitter. But that may have been one of the greatest pitch games in the history of baseball, even without having that quote-unquote perfect game in front of it. The other time was when he made his Major League debut, his first-ever start. It was at Dodger Stadium in 2008 against the St. Louis Cardinals, and when he came off the mound, uh, the fans gave him a standing ovation. The fans knew that there was something special in the making, and I remember being there that day, and before first pitch, there was a lot of buzz, more buzz for a pitcher making his Major League debut than any other Dodger pitcher in a long time. So those were the only other two moments that I remember where Dodger Stadium really gave Kershaw the love that he deserves. And I know there's been a lot of disappointment along the way, but he is one of the greatest pitchers in baseball history. He is certainly at the top of the list when it comes to this generation of pitchers. He's in his 15th season, and he has seen so much from and has endured so much from 08 to where he's at right now. And I know Bill Plaschke, who was at the game that night, and Bill's a strong voice in L.A., he wrote the column that after that and after that night, Clayton Kershaw is the greatest pitcher in Dodger franchise history. And that's kind of hard to say considering how much Sandy Koufax meant to this city, how Sandy Koufax delivered in 1963 and 1965 in those World Series and having four no-hitters, including a perfect game. So it's hard for me to agree and say, yeah, Clayton Kershaw is better than Sandy Koufax. And it's hard for me to say Sandy Koufax is head and shoulders above Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Their career arcs, like I've mentioned, are uh, not similar at all. Uh, Koufax was struggling with command early on in his career and then exploded in 1962. And then his career was over after 1966 because of arthritis in his left throwing elbow. If it was 20 years later, uh, Dr. Frank Job would have performed a procedure that would have allowed him to continue to pitch. And Clayton Kershaw has been through a a lot of changes in the game of baseball. So they both have been able to stay at the top of their game under a lot different circumstances. They both have three Cy Young Awards. They both have won an MVP. They're great pitchers. And I think you're doing an injustice to Sandy Koufax to say he no longer is the greatest pitcher in Dodger history. And I believe you're doing a disservice by saying, you know what, Clayton, you're still not as good as Sandy. Sandy. Uh, that's not fair to him either. And I feel like they're, they're two great pitchers that don't need to be uh, pitted against each other when it comes down to it. And I know everybody loves the debate. Who's the greatest Laker? Is it Magic? Is it Jerry West? Is it Kobe Bryant? Is it Shaq? Is it Kareem? And I know now you know, people are going to talk about is it Kershaw or Koufax? So I feel like, especially in baseball, you can't compare. It's a completely different game, completely different talent pool. The mound is a lot different. It's lower than what it was back when Koufax was pitching. So uh, analytics have come into play where uh, front offices don't believe and pitchers going the distance too often, and that's what makes Walker Bueller pitching a complete game two starts ago Uh, becoming the first pitcher this year to throw a complete game as unique as it shouldn't be, but it is. I want to go back to Saturday night, though. Not only the fans who made it so special, but Bill Miller, the home plate umpire, the crew chief out of UCLA, uh, veteran umpire, been around 30 years, understood the moment, thanks to umpire room attendant Jerry Turner, who has been around Dodger Stadium for almost since it opened, Uh, Being the visiting clubhouse manager, now handling the umpires, he let Bill Miller know who was the home plate umpire that night, that Kershaw was just four strikeouts away from passing Don Sutton. And Bill Miller was gracious enough to talk to me before yesterday's game about him understanding the moment and him allowing the fans to give Kershaw uh, the adoration that he deserved. It's important that the fans have that opportunity to recognize
1: uh, one of the great players that's ever played for the Dodgers.
2: I know obviously you're impartial, but are you allowed as a baseball fan to enjoy that moment as well? I mean, you and Austin Barnes had the best view.
1: Yeah, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's a milestone for the player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just trying not to mess something up out there uh, to become part of the story. It's all about yeah. the players. Uh, the umpires try to try to stay below the radar.
2: All right. Well, you did a great job, and uh, I'm sure Dodger fans appreciated you allowing the game to breathe last night.
1: It's an exciting time. You know, the the standing ovation is something that shouldn't go unnoticed. When players accomplish a milestone or or achieve a a significant feat during a game or during a season or during a career, uh, it's important to acknowledge that. So it was exciting. It was exciting for the fans, and I think uh, Clayton deserved that.
2: You know, Bill Miller's the only the third umpire that I have ever interviewed over the course of the last 11 years. Jim Wolfe, obviously, from the San Fernando Valley. I've spoken to him a couple of times, and we've done a couple of interviews. The other was Joe West, who is the legendary umpire that has umpired more games than anybody else in baseball history. But he came out of the umpire room, both Jim and Joe West, stepped out of the umpire's room where they get dressed and get ready and eat uh, to do the interview. But yesterday, Bill Miller told the umpire attendant, Jerry Turner at Dodger Stadium, hey, bring him in here. So there I was, not only with Bill Miller, but his entire crew asking him these questions. And Bill was really great and tried to put me at ease and was making some jokes and Uh, It was still intimidating. I had never been in that umpire room with those umpires in it before a game. So appreciate Bill Miller, not only for what he did on Saturday night, but also for his time to explain it yesterday before the game. And look, we can debate all you want who's the greatest Dodger pitcher of all time, but I feel like it's pretty clear now that Sandy Koufax and Clayton Kershaw for what they've done on the field are at the top and right there with them. Uh, maybe a step below, half a step below, are Fernando Valenzuela, Don Drysdale, Don Newcomb, and Oral Hershiser. And uh, Fernando's impact on the game itself, transcending the game of baseball, certainly goes beyond uh, anything that any of those other pitchers have done for the Dodger organization. Let's go out to Las Vegas, Joe. You're on Dodger Talk. How are you doing, Joe?
0: Hi, Joe. I'm sorry, Dave. It's been a while. Uh, you remind me of the Bud Ferrello out there, and it's a pleasure to talk to you. I wanted to ask you, please, what's your matchup uh, the, the, when the Giants come to town, the pitching matchups, please? What do you think?
2: Are you, You're calling from Las Vegas, so I'm wondering whether or not uh, you're calling because you want to lay down a friendly wager now that it's very legal, as always in Vegas. Is that what you're looking for, Joe? I
0: haven't checked, but
2: it's uh, <laughs> pretty much even. <laughs> Yeah, well tomorrow night it's Carlos Rodon against Julio Urias. I would say go with the under. Don't you agree in a game like that tomorrow night? I'm with
0: you. The way that uh, Urias is pitching, he did, they don't give up he doesn't
2: give up a lot of runs. That's a that's a good bet. Thank you. Sir. Yeah. And then on uh on Wednesday night, the Dodgers more than likely are going with a bullpen game, Joe and Alex Wood, former Dodger, is pitching for San Francisco. So I would say both games, I would go with the under. Who do you think is going to start that game with the bullpenners coming out? I don't know. I would have to look at the Giants lineup. Um, I feel like they're very left-handed heavy, so I would imagine a lefty starts that game on Wednesday, especially with Lamont Wade Jr. coming back now. Exactly. How about game three, please? There is no Game 3, Joe. Don't bet on it. Ah, it's Two, two. games it's only.
0: Two.
2: All, right. All right. Off day I'll on Thursday. You have to you find too. something else to put some cashish on. Very funny. Thank you. All right, Joe. Thanks for the phone call. 866-987-2570. Hey, that's, a, that's mainstream now. It was surreal to see betting windows at Chase Field when the Dodgers were there on the last road trip, and it is becoming more of the norm because these professional sports leagues have embraced gambling now. So that's a real thing. Before we say goodnight, the third part of what took place on Saturday night at Dodger Stadium was the Dodgers catcher, Austin Barnes, and I had a chance to catch up with him before yesterday's game about him catching another special night in Dodger history. Hey Vassay, how are you today? I'm doing great. I wasn't expecting Clayton to be here. Yeah,
4: it's awkward. Huh? I a little I wasn't expecting Barnesy to show up today either. <laughs> Came a little late. Came a little late.
2: Well, what was it like for you last night? Uh, obviously, it was his night. The tension deservedly so on him, but you as the catcher, uh, how did it feel with two strikes finally to get that that magical strikeout?
4: Yeah, you know, I thought his stuff was pretty good. Yes- I mean, really good yesterday. I, you know, I, I felt good about it going in the game. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was just a matter of time, obviously, with the game. I, I thought the moment was pretty cool. Um, you know, I think he wanted to go quicker and uh, and cut it a little short, but um, no, I think the fans gave him, you know, the, a really nice, you know, um, ovation, and you know, I think, um, you know, it was it was well deserved
2: part of what makes you good is you're very steady behind the plate but in that situation even for yourself did you get any butterflies when the crowd was on their feet uh yeah you know you know kirsch is
4: kirsch is funny you know you never know like what, what kind of stuff he, yeah. he cares about and doesn't care about because you know you think he just cares about winning and executing yeah. and stuff like that so uh but that's the moment where i think you have, you know you have to take a step back and real kind of you know it's a, it's a big accomplishment. It's a lot of strikeouts. It's a, Dodgers is one of the most storied, you know, uh, franchise in all of sports, and he's the leader of, of, of the of K's in that in on this um, in this organization. It's, uh, it's you know it's it's a, it's a really uh, incredible
2: feat. Like you said, you never know how he's going to react or what's important to him. Were you surprised by the way not only he tipped the cap the first time, but as they continued to cheer for him, he continued to play up to the crowd.
4: Yeah, I was a little surprised. He, I think he wanted to get in there a little quicker, but I don't think, you know. I think uh, Bill Miller and uh, Scope did a pretty good, yeah. you know. They didn't. They, they took a step back and realized, uh, you know, the moment and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. I thought the fans were, you know, really into the game. They were pretty aware of it. You know, every time we got two strikes, you could tell that they were getting, um, you know, um, antsy, want, wanting that K, and I thought that was pretty cool.
2: We talked about this last week in Arizona. Your catcher's mitt is still the same one that you used all the way back in 2020. So that catcher's mitt has caught a lot of big moments, a lot of big baseballs in its lifetime.
4: Yeah, I guess it has. It's got the same glove, same glove. Yeah, it caught the uh, World Series last out. And, uh, yeah, Kirsch is, um, you know, setting the record for most gays in the uh, in Dodger history, so that's a it's a good glove. It's a good glove, yeah.
2: Don't ever retire that glove. I'll
4: keep it going. Yeah, I, I think it was. Um, wonder what else there is in that glove. <laughs> 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 no, I don't, I don't. I have I have my glove my glove from the other World Series, the 2017 one and oh, okay. 2018 one. That was the same glove. So there's that glove was. I like that one. What's the lifetime of a catcher's mitt? It, my that one's probably almost done. The one I. <laughs> the one I got going right now, but um it's a couple years, few years. But, that, yeah, the 17-1 that I wore, that was pretty beat down. And then um, used that for the 17 World Series and then the 18 World Series. And then, uh, yeah, I set that one down. This, this is the new one.
2: I got to be honest. I, I thought it was great presence of mind after he got that record-breaking strikeout that... You didn't just throw it back to him. I mean, there's a lot going on, but for you to have that awareness to throw it back to the dugout, that was impressive.
4: Yeah, they, they let us know. They wanted the – I think they wanted the, the second, third, and fourth strikeout. So, wow. Yeah, Uncle Lon up there wanted them for some reason. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who got them or whatever. Hopefully Kersh it But, um, yeah, he wanted, they wanted the second, third, and fourth um, punches. And the second one I threw around on accident. But I, we got we got it back, so –
2: did you get to keep a baseball?
4: No, I did not get to keep a baseball. Uh, I should have kept a baseball, though. <laughs> I should I should have just put it in my pocket like the World Series. Uh. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that was Austin Barnes yesterday. Uh, great uh, insight from the catcher. Uh, Kershaw trusts him, and obviously, uh, he's uh, very trusted by the entire pitching staff. Going on six years. So great to catch up with him about a very historic night at Dodger Stadium on Saturday at Dodger Stadium. Clayton Kershaw now at 2,700 career strikeouts, the most in franchise history. Thanks to Ronnie Fasio back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show or you want to hear that full interview with Austin Barnes, you know where to find it, the iHeartRadio app. That's also where you can stream tomorrow night's game between the Dodgers and Giants. Carlos Rodon against Julio Urias. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. Begins at 6 o'clock, first pitch at 7.10. Have a great night. See ya.
1: You want Dodgers? The only home is AM570 LA Sports. I love driving the brand new Chevy.